Welcome back to Doubling Back with Don, ladies and gents. Um, Donnie's going to finish up in this one. <laughs> we love Donnie. Donnie is a great mind. He's always got some really very, very interesting perspectives when it comes to wrestling. And he's right a lot of the time, especially when it comes to characters. And I think this was the perfect segment for him because he is invested in what he's watching. With all that being said, he doubled back to WrestleMania leading up to WrestleMania 22. And now he has a better understanding of how John Cena came to be at the top of the mountain. And of course, Triple H and Edge alike. So I encourage everybody to go back and watch those episodes because I think some people have unnecessary hatred towards certain superstars, but they don't really understand how they got there or what they went through or what they did to get there. So doubling back with Don is a good place to start. With all that being said, I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Down for the Count, and I'll see you guys in there. man who was going to face John Cena at oh, hold on I'm getting ahead of myself John Cena had to um, regain his title back he regained it back on a Monday Night Raw Edge lost um, for the one two three and that was the last time we had seen Edge um, no it's not Edge lost and the guest referee for that match was Mick Foley and they had to find another guest referee. Um, Edge then again sent around his whore to go find somebody. They did not find somebody. Then they had to go to a... Um, they had a match, Edge and Lita versus John Cena in, I want to say, Maria, to determine the um, ref, guest referee. John Cena won. It was Mick Foley. And... From that, with Edge losing that, he was like, um, Mick, you son of a bitch, you cost me my goddamn title. Like, I lost because of you, because you didn't want to make the right call, per usual, when you have a guest referee. And Edge was just like, I'm about to beat this bitch up. So he beats him up, and then Mick... <laughs> Uh, he was like, wait a minute, because you're not just going to beat my ass and then think it's going to be a day. We're going to get into it. So you want to do all this hooping and hollering and fighting? We got a match at Mania. He said, like, I'm challenging you to a match at Mania. And it's like, oh, you challenge me to a match? All right. I decline, because I don't want to fight your old ass. We're not doing that. So he was like, no, we're going to fight. It's going to be a match. He's like, you know what? I'll fight you under one one circumstance. It got to be an extreme rules match. And McFarland was like, bitch, that's where I live. That's not a motherfucking problem. You want to get extreme? Let's get motherfucking extreme. So from here on out, it was Edge and Mick Foley getting one up on each other. Um, Edge is basically... You know, Mick Foley's basically fucking up Edge's matches, getting in his head. And Edge was ready. Edge was livid. When it came down to it, um, they were brawling at certain times. It came to a point they had um, I want to say they had a scuffle. And 
somehow, some way, McFoley got put through the table. Probably per um, Lita's doing. Um, let's see. As they were doing these tournaments to determine who was going to face John Cena at WrestleMania, it came down to Triple H. Triple H at this point is pretty comfortable in his bag. He is for sure that he is going to put the beating on John Cena at WrestleMania. And well, that's one on the championship avenue. Shelton Benjamin has won the Intercontinental Championship from Ric Flair. Thank God, because I was actually interested in watching this time. Um, and he defended it well, I would suppose. They were also doing qualifying matches for the Money in the Bank match at WrestleMania. Hold on. Um, did you put like equals? Did you do both parts flower? Both over the cup and a half? Hold on. I'll be in there in a second. All right. So keep it on the burner or no? Yes. All right. Keep starting. Yeah. All right. It's so aware of the situations that they're in. Um, what was I talking about before she threw me off? Shelton Benjamin finally beat Ric Flair, and at this point, his mom somewhat starts getting sick, I guess, and they had to send her ass back home. So Shelton, from here on out, by himself, they were qualifying for the money in the bank. Shelton got in. Um, Ric Flair got in. Robin Dam got in, and then it was people from. Smackdown, which I don't really know too full well, but I do know Bitch Hardy was in it, so that's one. Money in the Bank was before Mania? It wasn't a pay-per-view yet. It was still a Mania match. So, really? Yeah. Got all about that. It was at Mania. It was at Mania. Okay. And they had Flair in there? Child, don't get me started. I was so distraught when I found out he qualified. I said, he qualified? Damn. You would have shot his ass down after he lost that damn championship. You would think. I'll tell you what I'm not covering. I'm not covering his final last match. That's a no-go for me. Um, um, I'm pretty sure it was a good match, but um, no thank you. Down. Beautiful gown. <laughs> flare match. No for a flare match before it could be. Yeah. Okay. okay. It says that John Cena went to India for some reason, but it's not posted in the thing. So we're gonna keep it rolling. Um, here we have it was the odd matches of guess Kane and Chris Masters and Kane versus Carlito. This is when Carlito and Chris Masters have finally gotten their shit together because even at the Royal Rumble, Carlito was like, you know what, sir, it's me and you. And he ended up tossing out Chris Masters. So at this point, 
is 2-0 and with Chris Masters and Carlito. And Chris Masters is like, why the fuck would I trust you again, bitch? Okay. It was like, at this point, we both have nothing else to lose. <laughs> oh, wow. But neither one of us going for a single title, so we might as well go ahead and team up. And Chris Masters is like, you know what? I guess. There the you go. Cross me again. That is your ass. I don't do shit. He was helping her. Hold on. At this point, let's just hop into Trish and Mickey. At this point, I said that a lot. Trish is on to Mickey. She's telling Mickey, like, girl, she can tell Mickey, we need a break. I'm cool on you. You acting kind of weird really weird and we just need to relax for a second so chill out so that happens and while that's going on vince's doubles are getting into it apparently candace got hot because she had this playboy cover and during a reveal and that is when candace and Victoria decided to attack Lilo, Tr- not Trish, Tori Wilson. Poor old Tori got jumped in the midst of a magazine reveal for being a good friend. And for that, I did feel bad for Tori because she was a sweetheart. She didn't deserve that. Um. So then let's roll around to Saturday Night Live. John Cena and Triple H was getting to it so bad that it was interfering with Vince McMahon and the shit he had going on with Sean. He was fucking Sean up. Sean had a match against Shane McMahon at Saturday Night Live. But they did a precursor match on a Monday Night Raw. And what happened was pregnant ass Stephanie came to the scene and she then drugged our boy Shawn Michaels. Oh, it was terrible. She came in there acting like she had contractions and out of breath and shit. Whole oh time putting some in his water bottle. Sneaky snake bitch. Per usual. While she was carrying Hunter's child. Mm-mm-mm. So this goes on. He goes and get her water bottle and then drink out of her drink out of his water bottle. He has his match. He feeling dizzy than a motherfucker. Falling the fuck out, stumbling everywhere. Like he trying to make it seem like this is 92. Like he ain't got his shit together. So he's fucking around, stumbling the match. He falls out. Then Shane goes and pin him. Shane wins the match for that night. And then Vince comes out and said, uh, uh, hold on. He has another match tonight. And they like, what? And the other matches against him, this big man himself, he goes in and pinned them. So at this point, it's getting crazy. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot about it. He had, he also had, before this happened, Marty Janetti come in. Per Shawn Michaels, he was like, the only way we're going to save your career is if, one, you quit. And Shawn was like, I'm not fucking quitting. So what else we going to do? 
So he came in and got reinforcements. He was like, let's get your friend. Your friend is down bad, broke, struggling, not doing good in life. So if you want your career saved, he got to save your career. And all he got to do is survive the master slot. So they getting ready to set it up. Chris Mass about to put his shit in. And HBK comes out. He's like, hold the motherfucking phone. We're not doing that. He was like, you don't have to do this for me, Mari. What, Caleb? I'm going to come. Put him in a bowl. I told you that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, wow. Oh, oh my God. Um, this is like Nicole's cat. <laughs> I'll be on the road. Here they come. So, he was like, you know what? Since you are here interrupting, how about in order to save your job and get Marginetti on your side, he got to join the club. An exclusive club, a famous club. The Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club is what he has to join if you want to save your career. So Sean is like, hell no, nah, he ain't doing that bullshit. Sean is out there fighting. He going with it. And they knocked Sean ass out. And Sean ended up kissing Vince's ass. So. Oh, yeah. hell no. That's how that ended. So Sean is an honorary member. Well, he's not an honorary member. He is a member of the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club. He in there, baby. Like swimwear. So, we go from that. Um, we don't see much of Shelton Benjamin. He comes through with splashes. I assume it's because he was black. But that's alleged. So, we're not going to just say that. Let's go ahead and go into Saturday Night Live. Oh, yes. That's what I was talking about as well. John Cena and Triple H getting into it. I remember this promo of John Cena. He was mimicking Triple H. And it was funny. So he was mimicking him. He was like, oh, it's my way or the highway. He flipped his hair with it. And I thought I fucking died because that's exactly how Triple H would shoot his promo. He would talk his shit. And then at some point, he'd go and flip his hair. Yes, he did. Because <laughs> his fucking hair was always on his fucking shoulder. And he would flip it or he would just tilt his head to the back a little bit and shake his bangs back. And the funny thing about Triple H during this whole time of him being on bullshit Anytime he came out there, he came out in some sunglasses, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Glasses in a suit. Yeah. And his hair was pressed to the motherfucking gods. I mean, pressed. It was like a bazillion silk, y'all. His and hair was... Damn just, suit was always two sizes too big. He was. He was a little bit too big. He was. I he, he looked a little bit huge. Like, Triple H today... Don't look like Triple H back then. <laughs> and it's not even the hair. It's completely the size. Triple H has shrunk as much as a lot of people did. But we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, so, so he stopped using them roids. Tell the damn truth and shame the devil. 
everybody stopped using the roids. Okay. Every, even John, because John was using Yeah, John Cena was big as hell, too. He was juicing up, too. He, I was looking at that you know shot. His, his fucking hands and his arms. Massive. Huge. Freakishly huge. Massive. What do they do with all that? What you mean? Like, that just sounds like why... Like you're so big that it's, it's the like, right person. It can be used greatly. <laughs> no, not not sexual, not sexual. Okay, I meant like, how do they function as humans in society with well, these big okay, ass? So when it, when it came to the steroid usage, like the way Triple H, John, and even Vince McMahon used it, they used it to bulk up, and then they would continue the bulking regimen with the weights. So instead of continuing to shoot up, they would let themselves get big using the steroids. Once they got to the size they wanted, they would just continue to pump the iron. That's how Vince mm. really stayed in in shape like he is now. Because honestly, he's in his 70s. There's no shade to Vince, but like he was massive too. Back in the day, he was a big dude. And we're talking like he was he was at least 220, 250. That was solid muscle. He had the head of an old man and a body of a 20-year-old. It was fucking weird. So <laughs> it, it, it was like they didn't have the same situation, like you know, he who shall not be named did, but like um they were able to utilize the drug and not go overboard. Triple H was one of like, I mean, he's clean in terms of. He doesn't drink. He he never liked to drink. Um, they say he's never done drugs or anything like that, but to, there's just no way. Triple H was always a big guy height-wise, and this is all alleged, so nobody goes into no drama, but height-wise, he was a tall guy, but he was huge too. There was a time where he and John Cena... Vince, who else? No, because Chris Masters was freakishly large. They were huge, but they were not as big as he was. And he was shorter than them. Mm. Everybody else, like in the tag team division, when you go back and you just look like, just do me a solid. You get a chance to go back to watch some stuff. Just go back and watch like the tag team division. You'll see most of those guys look like what Brian Kendrick looks like now. They were small guys. Um, they were not favorable to Vince because they didn't, they weren't those big meaty guys. But the tag team division was lit back then. Um they was they was they was doing the steroids out there, and I believe Triple H was doing it too. I just I in my mind, I just can't not believe that he wasn't doing steroids. He had to be juicing. They all were. Everybody was, even precious Brock Lesnar. He was juicing to beach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they all knew. They fucking knew. They fucking yeah. He was doing it. They all <laughs> was doing it. Because Brock was Brock was when Brock came. He was the he was the biggest dude next to Chris Masters in the E. And he was tall, and he had. He had that leg power and he was tall, big up top. 
So he just looked like a big, scary, milky white cornbread fed looking motherfucker. And I was just like, yo, this is highly unfair. One person I can say for sure that wasn't juicing was Bobby Lashley because he looked the damn same. Yeah, Bobby's not, Bobby didn't do it. Bobby was pure. That's a black, what is he, black and Puerto Rican? What? Black first. Puerto Rican. What other He's race is Bobby Nathan Black? He's something. He mixed. Hold baby. on, let me Google this because I I can't. It feels like a like a like a Puerto Rican. I saw I it. You can like... believe that that Negro is anything <laughs> other? Than no, he is. He is more than just black. Let me see. Either I either I saw it somewhere, or he said him himself on the Out of Character podcast. Hold on. <sighs> He black have and to verify this information. You just say he yeah. mixed martial artists. That don't mean he mixed with nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> mixed martial, the mixed mixed martial artist. Motherfucker from Kansas, Panamanian. Bitch, don't count. That's black. Yeah. Yes, Panamanian. Out of here, you black. You're black. You're a black. Star. You, I forget about Panama. Wouldn't you call them like? Hispanic or something like that. Get the fuck out of here. Afro Latino. There you go. But he's more Afro than Latino. So he black. <laughs> so yes, that is a black. He is not gonna be no that. I cannot believe that. That's upsetting. Not that's upsetting. <laughs> I can, I'm, I'm not trying to black. the Panamanian people. I'm really not. But like, really, black. <laughs> Hey, don't do too much on Panama. Shows that I life. Can't... <laughs> okay. I don't know why I was about to just go go out up for bat for Panama when I've never set foot in that place. I have no idea what that place is like. Chill. Why know he got a healthy smoothie shop? He got a few things mm. in his. Is it because he has a healthy smooth head? Boy, he said he buying business for his kids, and then that's well, how they, he did. Um, he got several businesses. He got a yeah, he put it shop, and then he it says that he has a bunch of businesses that he's acquired over the years. I didn't know he had no smoothie place. All the rest of us got staff. Seth got coffee shops everywhere and shit. Yeah, you know, got kids everywhere, but hey, um, from this, we have landed ourselves into a match with Candace versus Trish. Um, still one of them devils, yeah, it was just her and Victoria at this point versus Trish. They had kicked Tori, um, nobody. Yeah, it was supposed to be Tori, but they beat Tori ass. So Tori didn't she make the match. <laughs> they made she could not make the following match that Saturday. Um so then we bleed into Saturday Night Live. We have John Cena and Triple H versus Ray Mysterio and Randy and Kurt. Now I took real detailed notes of this. So John Cena won 
the match. John Cena and Triple H won. But it was a whole bunch of shit in the last, I want to say, five minutes of that match. So this is the go home. John Cena hits the five knuckle shuffle and then does the ST, well, not the ST, the FU on Randy Orton. And before he pins him, Triple H turns him around and goes for the pedigree and drags Randy on top of Ray, not Ray, oh, top of John Cena. The ref goes one, two, but then Ray comes in and break it up. And then oh, Randy is up Ray. like, what the fuck is you doing? And at this point, Triple H was on his way up the ramp because he had already did his dirt. But then he hear that one, he don't hear the three. He turned around like, what the fuck is going on back here? Then he see Ray ass up in there. So he run his ass back in the ring to go beat up Ray. He puts the pedigree on Ray. Ray is out. And then Kurt takes out Hunter. Hunter's out. And then Randy does the RKO on Kurt. Kurt is out. But then John Cena hits the uh, FU. And Randall was out, and John Cena won the match, y'all. And that was the first part. That was the opening of the show. So the show was already off to a banger. So then we leave with um, Booker T and Charmel. Booker T was supposed to have a match with the Boogeyman. But this man is pretending to be in so much pain. And when I tell y'all pretending, he was like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, panting for air. He was acting like this shit just got cut the fuck off. And he was like, Teddy was like, um, is there a way we can get an MRI or something? He was like, we can go to the hospital to get MRI, but then that's going to take like three hours. By the time we get that MRI back, the show going to be over with. So judging on how he's screaming and panting for air right now, it don't look like he can compete. He was like, I can't do it. Uh, and Charmel was like, don't you see he's in pain? He, he can't even, he can barely walk. So he was like, all right, <laughs> we'll postpone the match for another day. Child, that shit worked perfectly. Or so they thought. And then, <laughs> it wasn't really too many matches, but it was more so um, to carry over WrestleMania feuds. So Edge cut his promo against Mick. Mick came out, you know, he gets to beating the fuck out of Edge. Um, the man pulled out thumbtacks, and then Hora hits Mick in the back. He falls first into the dumb the thumb check. Yes, Hora did it. Hora was working, y'all. Okay, she wasn't getting no matches, but she was definitely working, definitely getting paid. Putting in that work. Okay, more than enough work. So this man falls face. First in the thumbtacks, y'all. Ooh. He gets up and smiles because y'all know this man is fucking crazy. He is. And then Mick laid Edge's bitch ass out and did the bang bang. And oh then that cut up to the hardcore match at Mania. So then we cut back in the backstage again. I think that segment had to last at least like 10 minutes. Booker T is revealing that he was faking. You know, they was in there dancing, and Kiki and him and Charmel was like, we got one, hey, Let's parlay and Ray Ray. And a boogeyman popped up like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> you might have ran today, but I'm going to get you in the end. Because he was hanging upside down from the wall. 
and he was in between Charmel and Booker. So they looked, they panned to the right and saw his ass. They ran out the locker room and started screaming and running. And then Teddy was in the hallway. So then Booker T had stopped for a second while he was yelling. And then when he got back to running, he was limping. <laughs> How to keep up the act? That was classic. He had to keep up the motherfucking act, y'all. It was crazy. So then that leads into JBL versus um, Stone Cold for a beer drinking contest. What I in my notes I said, um, what did I? Say? I said, suit up, fascist, redneck versus the liberal, free redneck. <laughs> and I feel like that was a fair assessment. Um, <laughs> so this is set up to JBL versus Chris Benoit. Um, JBL is going off. He's telling... Um, Stone Cold, like, you're not the real Texan. They need to be supporting. Needs to be supporting me. Needs to be on my team. Like, I'm here to get money. At this point, uh, America was really racist. More racist than it is now. But it was real racist. He was, the Mexicans and the Asians and everybody else is coming in and taking our jobs. Like, we have to stop them, y'all. And I'm here to do that for y'all. And I think the funny part is this is people was actually believing this shit. But that's yes, not here. Um, he was like, they are here taking on jobs. We got to do better as a country. And that example starts with me. So I think all of the damn politicians just was like, we're going to use JBL shit from 2006. Basically. I like what he said. Let's take it. Um, Stone Cold said, and I had to pause. I had to get this right. He says, settle down, you son of a bitch. You'll blow a gasket. Because <laughs> <laughs> JBL was going the fuck off. And Stone Cold was like, bitch, I don't care. Just be quiet. Settle down. So JBL had enough. Because at this point, Steve, he was like, do I drink? He's like, do you want me to drink now or no? He was like, I'm ready to drink. He was like, no, it's not. He said, we'll get started when I say we get started with the competition, damn it. He was like, let me tell you how I did this. Okay. He said, like, I woke up this morning, room service, had some bring about 15 beers. And then I went downstairs to the bar, had a cup of beer, had another cup of beer. He said, then I had a picture of a beer. Then I had another picture of beer. Then I had another picture of beer. You know, at this point, the crowd's like, what? 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 And he was like, damn it, I didn't have about, about eight pictures of beer. And then JBL just had enough of it. He threw a beer in his face and then JBL tried to run he tried <laughs> Chris Benoit came out hit him and threw him back in the ring and Stone Cold just started chugging beer at the motherfucker I mean throwing cups at him he was throwing pictures at him and then he hit him with the stunner and that was it for him y'all JBL was laid out then oh, here we are to Victoria and Robot Michelle versus <laughs> Tristan McKinney. Robot Sound Michelle. Oh, that was the early. <laughs> um, is that what she had that Candace teacher Michelle. giving? That was Michelle McCool. I was about to say. 
We're talking about Candace yeah, Tron 8500. Go, Daddy, go. That's what we're talking uh, about. Um, um, okay. The Rices. <laughs> Wait, no, no, call races. It races. I, I mean, she ignorant, but she ain't racist. Yeah. I won't I won't say that. I think she's just ignorant. I was gonna say painkiller Michelle, but now that I'm talking like this the whole time, she's just a robot. Um so Trish and Mickey win. Don't remember how they went. It was a quick five-minute match, to be honest with you. So um before this happens, Mickey was like, you know what? Tori is out, and I know you need a partner, so how about I just be a partner? I know you say leave you alone, but after this, I will leave you alone for good. After this, we done. We ain't got to worry about it. You got to see me no more. We good. And Trish is like, fuck it. It ain't nobody else. Ashley is out. Tori out. I guess I have to roll with you, bitch. So Mickey is like, great, cool. It's going to be great. We going to beat these bitches up. And granted, it wasn't beat it up, but they did win. So... Mickey says goodbye and, you know, goes for the handshake, pulls her in. It's an intense look for about a good 10 seconds. And then she goes to kiss Trish again. Again. Turn her hair like, uh-uh. And then Mickey steps back and does the chick kick and screams, do you love me now, Trish? Do you love me now? And then she picks that bitch up and goes for the stratisfaction. And then during commercial break, Mickey is set on breaking that bitch down from here on out. Now, when I say I wish they would have told this story better because it was so much inconsistency in the middle between the hot and the high points, I wish they would have kind of just sped up Mickey turning on Trish because overall, Mickey had two weeks to gather a crowd, which she did because everybody was invested, but she had two weeks to gather a crowd to be healed. She was already healed, but she had to draw them in some more turning on Trish. And this was two weeks before Mania. So, we go off from that, and then we have Mark Mark Henry calling out The Undertaker for the casting match. Um, that was that. I fast forwarded. Then we have <laughs> versus Shane in the street fight. Child, when I tell you Sean was ready, Sean couldn't even wait for the goddamn bell to ring. He got on that ass ASAP. Okay, when I tell you Sean was getting that shit up, he was setting shit up. He set the ladder up, set the tables up, and he superplexed Shane off, I want to say the ladder, either the ladder or the top rope, and it's onto two tables. So it wasn't stacked on top of each other, it was stacked side by side. But he suplexed them into that. And then, okay, it was off the top rope, because then Sean climbed the ladder, but Vince hit him with a kendo stick, because I think he was going for the um, the fucking elbow drop. Jesus. And Vince knocked his ass down. And I said, Vince low-key aided this match. It was making it seemingly like it was two-on-one because Vince was there at every fucking turn. Every time Sean got up, Vince was there to knock his ass back the fuck down. 
So Shane goes for his favorite move in the world, the trash can coast to coast. But Sean moves and he hits Vince instead because Vince was holding Sean in place. <laughs> so Sean moved out with a quickness and Vince... When I tell y'all Vince was out here selling, Vince was selling. Vince didn't turn the fuck around. He spun the fuck out selling this goddamn move, okay? When I say spun, I mean spun. I cannot. And then... That makes some sense. Sean had hit this. With, okay, Sean was in his match with a bang. Then Vince pulled out... his ass <laughs> but from that point on Sean was on Vince's ass and then Shane came around with the low blow of course and Vince ended the match in favor of Shane because after that he after the low blow Shane immediately went into the sharpshooter word to Brett and Vince was like, ring the bell. And then he was like, say this match is in Shane. Say Shane won the match per submission. And that's what happened. So now we are really 13 days away from WrestleMania. The Spirit Squad comes out and say WrestleMania 13 days away. It was McMahon's celebration. When I say a celebration, I mean a celebration. McMahon they had confetti coming out everywhere. It was a motherfucking party. And he came out there. He was rushing. In fact, he was like, we beat up Sean. He's like, we beat up Sean so much. He was like, earlier, a couple months ago, the Spirit Squad beat him up. They beat him up in a four-on-one. He's like, then after that, they beat him up again in the steel cage. And then after that, Shane beat him up. Then in the same night, I beat him up. So he was like, we're just, this is crazy. Like, we're just winning. And not to mention, I forgot to mention that before Saturday Night Live, they had him do a drug test because he was passing out in those matches he had with Shane and Vince. And while he was- A his, drug test? Yes, because he was like, basically Vince was like, he back on his old bullshit because like I said, during this time, reality did not exist. The fourth wall was there. So it was no yeah. So it was like, well, on camera, he's fucking up. We know that Stephanie didn't poison this man, but on camera, they like, he's fucking up. The kayfabe is real. He mm-hmm. actually out here wrestling 92 again. He was like, this shit got to change. He said, we gonna fire this motherfucker one way or another. And this drug the way. So they had Dr. come out there with the cup the same way it was set up um 2020. Seamus and Jeff came out there. And then while he is pissing, Vince and Shane is up here kiki and talking all this shit. He he ha ha. And then <laughs> Vince says, like, since you're getting drug testing, this might be your final days here since you're about to get fired for sure because we know you're doing drugs. Because they know for sure they roof with this motherfucker. He's like, you got any last words you want to say? And then he was like, all I got to say is it's better be pissed on than pissed off. You know, pissed yeah. off than pissed 
And then he flicked his piss on them. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I remember that. Piss on them, and they was like, oh, the crowd was going wild <laughs> in my room screaming because that's the nastiest shit I've ever seen on TV. And I did blew it in my <laughs> If I was in that angle, best believe I'm about to sell the fuck out of that. That apple juice right there is definitely gonna be pissed. Well, they did the same thing with Jeff and uh. Yes, and Jeff and, and uh, Shayna. So. It was each and every time it hits. It has to. It has that to. That was good. I ain't gonna lie. That was good. That was, that was good. good. That was funny. So then, at this point, Vince is like, "Okay, now we really got to get this motherfucker out because." He didn't throw his piss on me. And that was getting crazy. So then we are at this Monday Night Raw. We have John Cena in HBK versus Triple H and Shane. Because John Cena came out there. He said, you out here doing all this kiki and ha-ha. I've been trying to fight your fucking son-in-law for the past month. And he keeps dipping and dodging. That's when he... He then did the imitation again. He said, not right now. <laughs> not right now. Was, the time will come when it's ready. And John was like, if I don't fight him, I'm about to fight somebody. So then Vince set up this, then set up this match because it segue between HBK and Triple H kind of interfering and them being in the middle of each other's shit. So Vince was like, Triple H said, I hope you got a motherfucking plan because I was not out here trying to fight this man today at all. He said, of course I got a plan. Don't you know who I am? So that was that. And then Carlito and Kane had a matchup, unimportant. And then it was Shelton versus Rob Van Dam versus Ric Flair for the IC, IC Championship. Shelton retained... Thank God again. And then that segues into Edge and Mick Foley. Mick Foley had, um, he was cutting a promo, telling how he was going to beat Edge. And instead of Edge coming out there to defend his case, we had horror show up again. And Mick decided he didn't want to hear this bitch keep talking and spit excuses on why he wouldn't be able to make the match and shit. So he hits her with the mandible claw. And Lita is up here getting choked out and Edge comes in trying to save her and does not save her yet again, leaving her to waste. So then we have the Mickey promo. Okay, we all know this promo. We love this promo. This is when Ashley is kidnapped by Mickey James. And at this point, the demise of Trish Stratus is the goal of Mickey. So Mickey's like, I got a present for you, girl. You know, come down here to see what it is. And then she waits for about 10 seconds. She's like, You don't want to come? How about we just go ahead and show it for you? The box lifts it up and it's a body. And we're like, well, who the fuck is it? She takes the cover off. It's Ashley tied the fuck up from head to toe. I mean, mouth covered, hands tied, legs tied. She can't do nothing. Mickey come out there running like the superhero she is. And Mickey said, girl, get your ass down. I'll bash her face in. I swear to God, I will. Get down. 
Trish gets off the apron, but then Mickey is walking around, turns her back towards Trish. Trish gets in, thought she had Mickey up, tried to save Ashley. But then Mickey comes in, beats the fuck out of Trish, and does the Mick DDT. And after this, we realize that Mickey's mouth or her nose is bleeding. And then she proceeds to ask Trish, do you love me now again? And she kisses Trish. This time, this kiss lasts a little bit longer than the other ones. This lasted about a good 20 seconds. Very stalkerish. Very much. I've been waiting for this my whole life. So then we have one more promo with Mickey. Um, and that's when she had made the shrine up and said, um, my greatest, what she say? My new goal is to see Trish fail or some shit like that. And now we have finally made it to WrestleMania 22. We've made it, y'all. So it started off with Big Show and Kane and Carlito. Big Show and Kane versus Carlito and Chris Masters. Kane and Big Show retained, of course, because they're big as hell. And then we had JBL versus Quispin Wah for the U.S. title. JBL won. Um, he won on a roll-up, which was very clever, I may say. Um, I said, and JBL wins, and he is the new and I feel like the white man had won that match, unfortunately. Um, then we have Edge versus Mick Foley with the aid of horror, of course. This match was pretty good. Um, it was, it's, I guess you could say it was as wild as I thought it was going to get. It was very grueling because I don't really like hardcore matches like that. I'm not a hardcore girl unless it's come like a little Kim or something. But um, yeah, it's not my speed. Fucking crazy. It was, huh? I said that's not my speed either. That's Alexis and um, Nicole's thing. They like them death yeah. matches and shit. I mean, it was it was a great match. I don't like death matches either. It was a good match, but it was crazy. It was hard. It was a hard watch. But when it was done, I was like, damn, the way it finished. Um, it did good. Table. He was putting a lighter fuel on there. And, and lighter fluid. Yeah, girl, he was putting lighter fuel on the table. He's about to let this bitch up. Let's light it up. Word to AJ. Oh my Let's God. Light it up, light it up. <laughs> so, uh. then, Cora comes out, you know, do what she do best. Oh, shit. I hate that he calls her that. You gotta call it. You've been calling her that for the last, like, two hours. I've been calling her that for the past few months. <laughs> Three hours. Yes, she's a whore. Um, She came out. She stopped, she stopped Mick. Um, She put more light of fuel on the table, then she lit the bitch up. And at this point, Mick is on the apron to get back into the ring, but then Edge just spears him through the rope onto the lit table and pins him for the one, two, three. And wow, that's how the match ended. That was a bomb-ass match. It was more shit that went in there. Like, Mick Foley was drenched in motherfucking blood. 
oh, Lita got, um, he had did the mandible claw. He wrapped the barbed wire around his hand and Lita got mandible clawed with the barbed wire. I was like, wow, such a queen for taking that. Kudos to you for doing that. Mm. So that was cool and it was neat. It was very well did. Um, then we have one of my favorite matches of the night. Booker T and Charmel versus the big event. <laughs> they saw in a group chat the segue leading up to that match. So they're walking down the hall and Charmel is like, baby, I don't understand why I gotta do this. Why I gotta take the worms? Why I gotta be the one to do this? And Booker T's like, I got a plan. Just stick to the plan. I got a plan. I got a plan. And as they're walking through, she was like, you attract all the freaks. Like, why all the freaks coming to you? Ever since we didn't been on SmackDown, like, all the freaks is attracted to you. He's like, I'm not no freak magnet. What you mean? So they're walking down the hall, and here come all the motherfucking freaks. You got motherfuckers looking on old bitches' feet and shit. You got Eugene <laughs> up with, He with the million dollar man trying to uh, win the thousand bucks. And then he did not win it because he did not get to 100 in the ball dribbling contest. Um, then I showed in the group chat, we saw Goat Dust. Um, he course. said he was, that he was Oprah. Um, because they were in <laughs> Chicago. Um, I'm trying to keep my cool, y'all, because the shit was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the man had on a curly ass wig, <laughs> and what appears to be a blue jean two piece suit. Oh God, we thank you. With breast pads, so this man is in oh, the hell. year. <laughs> And he is like, you have to, in order, he told him, in order to beat the boogie man, you have to embrace the inner freak in you. The freak. <laughs> He's like, what the hell is you talking about, man? He said the inner freak. He said, see, he you was put like, on your freakum dress. Every uh, now and then, uh, about that freakum dress, okay? I he guess. Was, the boogie man stuffs the worms in your mouth. But then he's whispered to him. Nobody knows what he said, but it's assumed that he told Booker T to um, take the worms and in turn of shoving it in his mouth, put the worms in your ass and then put it in Boogeyman's mouth. That's what we believe was said. We don't know put it, in or it was whispered. Legs, hips, and body. And body. then... <laughs> Booker T, he he got back, you know, the look that, that black people get when you hear some funny ass shit. He was like, yes. what the hell are you talking about? She's like, I'm not doing no crazy stuff like that. You out of your damn mind. I'm not doing that. <laughs> back to the point. He said, I'm not doing that. So then they come out. They're walking out, right now. And they are petrified. When I tell you petrified, they are petrified. They trembling. They so scared that they not even doing their entrance moves, y'all. They walking out. They into each other. They cuddled up, cuddled up, you know, shook. And then we all know comes the point of Booker T's entrance where he hits a pose and the fire rises. The fire rises, bitch. They almost shit at them damn selves. It's <laughs> so motherfucking scared. They looking back at the fire like, oh, shit, he here? It was not them, baby. It's just your interest. Move along, baby. We understand. You're scared. You're scared. 
you got to move forward. Because up to this point, the boogeyman has not lost the match. So. We have Charmel starting in the match. And it was so that the boogeyman could kind of be distracted. So she corners him. She kind of turns the situation to where the boogeyman is facing the corner where Booker T is at. Booker T comes in and hit him with a quick move. And then Charmel runs to go tag him in. And then Booker T is giving it to him, giving it to him, giving it to him. They wrestling, they in there, move for move. It's a short match. It wasn't that long. But as Booker T is about to come up there, you know, he getting his one up on him because the man been popping back up. But he getting his one up. Charmel is supposed to take the staff and hit him in the back of the head. But she took too damn long. The boogeyman turned around. They made eye contact. The bitch was shook. She started screaming and panicking. <laughs> and he kissed her with the worms in his mouth. And then she ran the fuck off. She was gone left Booker on his own. She said, I don't give no fuck, baby. I'm out. So Booker is here. He shook. He almost has him. He's going to, he's about to go for a move. But oh the Boogie came first and then did the slam. Oh, shit. And then Booker T lost. And Booker <laughs> T had to eat the worms. Oh, shit. Which is from his right that was the segue over to the match of the night, in my opinion. The second match of the night. Well, third. Because this is a good match. Um, Trish versus Mickey. This match was so goddamn good, y'all. And we all know it because we all watched it over and over again. I didn't watch it over again, but I saw it. You watched it about five times. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I did not. Yes, you did. We Just gonna because that's what you did. I didn't watch it about five times. I watched it more than that. I watched it once. <laughs> once was enough for me. It was a good match. Well, I do. I watch when I watch stuff back. It's more so film studying, so I can kind of see. I can kind of fill out. But I, I rewatch it. matches all the time. But all I wanted my favorite moments in this match. Um. Is when Mickey tricked Trish. So, like, when Trish started to get down in the match, the shit, after she hit her leg, up until that point, actually, was pretty good. So, she got Mickey. Mickey is sitting out on the apron. She kicks her into the, um, the barricade. And then she goes for the kick, and she misses. She hits the ring post. And then Mickey starts working that leg from there. Um... My favorite spot in that match, which I want to do, but I know it's way too dangerous, is the knee spot where she kicks her leg from under her and Trish falls on her knee. Um, we all know that was not supposed to be done because that was a big boy move and girls are not allowed to do big boy moves. But it worked out. That was bomb. Um, as we all know, Mickey did the lesbiana uh, finger lick to Trish, which we no longer see because... We're PG now. When me and Don feel we're gonna bring that back. Bitch, I'm not sucking no dick on TV. <laughs> no, like not even what I was gonna do that hand motion. I'm not even gonna insinuate. I'm not gonna tell them nothing. I'm not even gonna let them guess. Okay. I 
Never mind. I might do jerk off, but I'm not gonna blow myself on the ring. So yeah. Um, Mickey won. This would be the first of six Mickey runs. So that was interesting. Um, I want to say even with that happening, Mickey was still on Trisha's ass about beating her up, but we're going to have to continue that another time. Then we have Taker versus Mark Henry. Um, the start of this match was a mess. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. This shit was a mess. It was ridiculous. Um, it was more so ridiculous to where some spots a little bit too early. Um, and then it just did, the scales was not weighed out even like they thought it was. Um, Mark Henry was a little bit too stronger than they than they thought he was going to be. So it was kind of lopsided. But until, up until Triple, not Triple H, wrong person. He must be thinking about me. <laughs> um, the taker started getting his one up on Mark Henry. The match was ass. But when it started picking up, it was good. He was able to get Mark Henry for the last ride, which was cool. Um, Mark Henry almost had him in the casket. He almost had him, but he was talking too much shit. Trying to be a strong man, and Mark then reached up. Well, not Mark, but you know which Mark. He reached up and choked him, got his big ass out. (laughs) His big ass in that casket again. And oh, the casket the, match? Yeah, it was a casket match. So oh, it was, it was pretty much doing, they was pretty much everywhere. That's why it was a mess. It was a mess because it was everywhere. Until they got the fucking. That. Why don't okay. I remember this? And this leads to the Undertaker streak 14 and 0. At this point. Wait, he, that was Mania. He had a match with Henry at Mania. Yes, and it was a casting match. I was like, this match could have been left off the card, but okay. <laughs> yeah, that match, it wasn't really that good. Um, I understand what it was for. It was for the streak, so whatever. But okay. um, the match was not that good. Um, They had months to do this match, months to practice. It did not give months practice, which I'm pretty sure makes sense with the locker room back then. Ooh, that is dirt and tea, honey. Child. So then we have the match. One of the matches of the night. So Vince versus HBK. Again, Shawn Michaels could not wait to get this match motherfucking started. Vince got in that ring and Shawn Michaels, bitch, he got to work. During yeah. this time, Vince did have a Muscle and Fitness magazine. Mm-hmm. Oh. I got to tell y'all before. So before this match started, backstage, they had a McMahon prayer. And it wasn't even a prayer that wasn't... It was before... Yeah, you know, he was like, um... Hold on. Before I even start the prayer, he was... (laughs) The part that really got me, he was like, all right, y'all, it's time for McMahon prayer. And it was like, we don't pray. And he was like, (laughs) well, tonight... So let's pray. He was like, get on your knees. Did everybody, Linda, Shane, Stephanie, I know you're pregnant, but come on, get down. I'm like, I know you're pregnant, <laughs> but get down. I'm like, the time, to the time for pregnant women at this time was crazy. Like, why are you talking to her like that? 
God. He's like, I know you don't like me, and I'm not a really big fan of yours, but um, damn, I know you didn't see me making it this far, being this successful. Um, you've tried plenty of prayer, child. It was the best. It was like you tried basically you tried plenty of times to stop me, but here I am thriving, making it. You know, being wow. that. He was really do. Child, he was like even, you know, with my body today, my Herculean built. <laughs> He said that. Get the fuck out of here. They definitely looked at him like, boy, what the fuck is you talking about? They looked at him real quick and got back in the prayer mode. Like, um, okay. Oh, and he my. was like, um, he said, one thing I can tell you, while you're up there, I'll be sending one of your closest personal people, Shawn Michaels, to the fiery pits of hell. I was like, oh, we turned dark in two seconds. I knew it was going somewhere, but I didn't know where it was going. (laughs) Yes, that was his prayer. Basically, I don't know if it was much of a prayer. It was more like a message saying that he was going to send Sean. So we get into the- I did not watch that mania. That's why I don't remember it, because I I couldn't afford it. (laughs) Dang, you got to go back and watch this mania, because this mania was crazy. Okay. So, this match was so fucking good. Like, that was a top-tier Mania match. Um, He was beating Vince's ass. And then he goes for the magazine shoot. He hits it over his head, and Vince is kind of laid out. So, while he's laid out, of course, we know Vince got some tricks up his fucking sleeve. The Spirits Choir moved out. And starts jumping Sean. They lift him up and throw him on the mat. And then they start hitting him one by one. But one silly motherfucker ruins it all for a bunch. They let uh, Sean Michaels get one in. And Sean Michaels grabs the megaphone and start beating their ass with the megaphone. And that cleared <laughs> them out. So then when he cleared them out, Vince then came in behind him, low blowed him. And now Vince is getting his one up on the match. Vince is beating his ass. Vince is getting his licks in. But then Sean turned it right back around, started getting on his ass again. He got a chair out, hit him upside the head with the chair. Then he sets up with sweet chin music. And when I tell y'all Vince is still selling this shit, Vince is selling like the Virgo he is. Mm. Um, He is in there, honey. He doing the one, two, three for the sweet chin music. And he was like, nah. And then he goes and punches him. He goes and put him down again. So then he picks up, he goes outside, and then here comes Shane humbling down the damn aisle to go help his daddy out. And Shawn Michaels was like, ah, 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 bitch. No, no, no. I got for you. He handcuffed his ass to the rope which is low-key payback because he got handcuffed to the rope and got his ass beat. It was such a sad sight. Um, <laughs> John Cena was looking everywhere, y'all. It was crazy. So he pinned to the rope. He started beating him with the kingdom stick and Shane is out, kind of, sort of. But Shane is just there dangling because he was hung up on the middle rope with the handcuff. So then Sean gets the ladder out. He pulls the ladder out, sets it up in the ring while Vince is on the table. He gets up there 
he was like, you know what? No, this is too low. So then he goes out, go and get another ladder. And at this point, Shane is still trying to stop Sean. I'm like, please give it a rest because you're handcuffed. Like, you can't do much. He's trying to kick him. And then Sean just punches him out the way. And then Shane is out the way. But the whole time, Shane is like, Dad, get up. Dad, please get up. Get up. Come on. Come on, Dad. Get up. Please. He's screaming and yelling like, get your ass up, old ass man. So he gets the trash can as well. Puts the trash can in the ring. Hits him upside the head with the trash can. Then lays him on the table. Climbs the ladder. The new ladder he has has to be about 20 feet high. Maybe 30. But it's high as hell. He jumps off the ladder onto Vince that's on the table in the trash can with the elbow. Pins him for the one, two, three. And that is how you conclude that. Because... That was crazy. That was wild. That match was everything. I was living for it. I was gagging, honey. Okay. <laughs> then we get into the SmackDown side of things, which makes me want to go tune into SmackDown. It was Kurt versus Ray versus Randy. This match was good. Um, very interesting spots. Kurt was doing a whole hell of a lot of fucking suplexes. At that point, I would have been fucking dizzy in that match. Um, it was a lot of near falls. It was very close. My heart was racing yet again. But ultimately, Ray came out with the win. I want to say he got it over Randall because Randall was fucking with him. Randall was trying and we got the week. So we've heard. And then the main event. Well, they jipped Ray, but this is the main event. John Cena versus Triple H. Um... This is a match that I will put up there with one of the personal feels match because it's such a good match. They told such a story. At this point in time, the crowd, the crowd for Chicago was pretty much flipped like it always is, I guess. So people were for Triple H winning because they were sick of John Cena's bullshit. I told y'all Chicago don't like people when people be in their business. So John Cena was very much on bullshit to Chicago wins. They flipped on John Cena. They were pro Triple H and they were booing the hell out of John Cena. But I want to say for the first leg of this match, Triple H was getting John Cena. Every time John Cena had something, Triple H was like, nah, baby, I know more than you. This is my game. This is, I am the game. You didn't understand that when I said it. It's not just a song. It's the actual thing. So he was tricking him out of the tray. And then when he threw him out, he thought he had John Cena down, which is where people usually feel at, thinking they have John Cena down. He turned his back to him, started panning towards the crowd. John Cena came in there and started beating his ass. And it was up from there, y'all. <laughs> it was pedigree after pedigree, after F you, after F you. So many near falls, y'all. I was on the edge of my bed. I was fucking waiting to see who won the match it was so crazy and John Cena won the match mm-hmm. and that was concluded that concludes the doubling back with yours truly <laughs> finally <laughs> dun, dun, dun. 
Cooch. Oh my God. We've come Overall, to an end. This was fucking long. About this time period. <laughs> <laughs> about this time period. Um, Like I said, I love when stories can segue in and out of each other and go to other stories. Like, I don't want to see the main champion having a story then it's not even a side view going on. Like, I want to see shit level up because that's how life is. One thing is going on, another shit's going on. And you like, what the fuck? Which is now we're getting back into that. Shout out to Hunter. Because he is that girl. We're getting back into I really like that. Because it gives you, it keeps you entertained. Because it's so much right. one one time. And it's, it keeps the show moving smoothly. Don't you miss that word, Tiffany? Of course. I like him what being word? able to focus on, no, for real. Mm-hmm. I like being able to focus on the side feud. Sometimes the yeah. main feud just wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't what I wanted to watch. Some shit, it falls through because they do spend a whole month talking about the same thing. But then yeah. you have to throw a monkey in the plan, like, here go a fucking tag match. Get along or fight each other, whatever the fuck you want to do. Right. So that's how I kind of like my stories panned out. Um, I was saying in a group chat, um, I want to say a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to Alexis, like, I wish that it was a time we could get to the time period to where we have the pure wrestlers of today. But then on the other end, we still need the valets and the model girls. Like, you still need people to do the extracurricular shit. You can take somebody who is just modeling and make them an interviewer with ease. It's not an issue. It's just, I wish that certain things have an avenue. It's nothing wrong with them crossing avenues, but only when it makes sense. Because a lot of the shit with the women that was going on, it didn't make sense and it didn't need to happen. Like y'all was just trying to tie one story into one to another and it didn't need to be that way. Honestly, you could have crap, scrapped out the devil shit because nobody really cared about Candace and Tori. Yeah. But overall, um, I was thoroughly entertained. Um, I understand Triple H's power now, as well as John Cena's. Mm-hmm. Um, Trish is uh, still a girl, not that girl, but what? hey. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Edge and Horror did what they need to do. Please call that lady through. by her name. Oh, whore! It <laughs> <laughs> was a whore. Please, we know how she got where she started. Jesus oh, Christ. Shit. Um, Behind the scenes, girl, I do not motherfucking blame you. If I was in the locker room, bitch, I would be on your motherfucking side. Because what? I'm not... I wouldn't be fucking Edge. Okay. No shame. Yeah, I understand. I was like, yeah, no. Anyways. <laughs> the work rate that they were putting out at that time, I can see why Alexis was like, okay, I'm bored with this shit. Like, this is not, it's not going nowhere because every night, whether it was interesting or not, it was something going on. Somebody pulling a match out their ass. Somebody was doing some trick reels, some fuck shit. It was yeah. always something going on. Whereas now, well, before Hunter was in charge, it was a, a moment and then you had some bullshit match in the middle that didn't mean nothing. It was a regular one-off. And you'd be like, well, 
All right, then. Well, we got a nice little break. <laughs> yes. But that was know. good. So next. Step away from TV be... Put some bullshit on TV and you miss everything. Yes. Next, I will be rolling into um, Kelly Kelly's debut. Oh, hell no. Hello, hello, hello. Well, you gave me the idea. Ah. <laughs> so that's next. And so you did this, Tiff. You, you I didn't do this. He did. I didn't he brought it up. I said I will put it on my list. And I said we will get to it before we get to the um diva stuff, the super diva stuff with Beth Phoenix and AJ and all that. Oh, so I'm gonna right. Hopefully that story don't last too long as much as the rest of these did. Jesus. And we have better time now when I'm not making a meal for the masters. It definitely was a time, honey. It was a time. Uh, Ain't it always a time when I got something to do? Every time I record, it's never a stable environment. You either at work? always something. Either at work, I'm at home. Like it, it never fails. Even when we were on live, it was never a stable environment. Every time I came on the camera, it's always something. Somebody coming in my room asking me for something. Very much something. One night I was on there, Shlomo busting my room. When you go clean the kitchen, I was like, I'm on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and Tiffany was like, Well, you better go clean that kitchen, boy. I said, Please be quiet. <laughs> Please be quiet. But um, this was the grand debut of doubling down, doubling back with Don. Yes, um, it was a hell of a debut. Some fine tuning. Could definitely use some fine tuning. If you need me to write the scripts for you, I will gladly do that. No, what happened was I told you what had happened. What happened was when we decided to actually put me on the show and do a segment, I had already watched most of the show. It was already blown through. Like, we didn't decide this until, like, a few weeks ago. So, okay. I'm going to stop the recording. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We appreciate every single one of you. Be sure to follow us on our social medias. At Down for the Count 19 on Twitter. And at D4TC underscore podcast on Instagram. We do not have a Facebook. I repeat, we do not have a Facebook. But we do have a TikTok. Same name. Follow us there if you want to see our TikToks and everything else. We appreciate you. We love you. And we'll see you guys in our next one.